Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Cosmic Sands. Check it out. All right. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Jeremy, Stephen, Chris, and Alan from Cosmic Sands. How you guys doing? Good. Awesome. Fantastic. Doing great. Excellent. <laughs> and we've got some uh, fans. We've got Paul, Hannah, uh, Kenny G, the um, award-winning um, uh, soprano saxophonist, and and Jay Witts here. So it's awesome. How are you guys doing? That's awesome. awesome. All right, cool, great. Uh, so Jeremy, uh, I've met through uh, Distilled Tongues, and then uh, I think around that same time, uh, either Sean or uh, might have been Mike said, hey, you know, Jeremy also, you know, plays guitar in this other band, sings. I'm like, oh, wow. So I checked out Cosmic Sands. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. I love your guys' music. And um, I was trying to think of like how to, if I was going to tell somebody about it. And so I wanted to run it past you guys and see what you think. So I was thinking of like bands like the Toadies, uh, Screaming Trees, a uh, little bit of Local H maybe, um, Elements of Queens of the Stone Age and um, a little bit of the Food Fighters. I feel like that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does it feel close? Yeah. I mean, definitely. We. I know that we all like Queens, and we all definitely love the Food Fighters. Excellent. Those are the only two bands I know. Describing it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you haven't listened, you guys, you you guys know who the Toadies are, don't you? I've listened yeah. to some recently, but just because of it's something that Sean showed me. <laughs> well, I think he was showing you Toad. No, but he was showing toad? me the Toadies. Toadies too? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Uh, so, uh, you know, so that was my thought it's of uh, what you guys, uh, your music style is. What, what would each of you say um, Cosmic Sands sounds like or uh, represents musically? I just always say, like, every time I'm just like, we're just kind of like alt rock. Like, kind of what you said, I almost always say Foo Fighters. <laughs> Foo Fighters ask, like, Weezer ask at times. Oh, yeah, Weezer. That's another good one. I, I think a lot of guitars. I have to explain, like, what we sound like. It's to somebody who's like twice my age. And it's like, yeah, have you ever heard of the Foo Fighters? Have you ever heard of <laughs> Weezer? Like, these songs on the radio. And it's like, yeah, we're kind of like them, but like made in a basement. <laughs> like, Jimmy E World, kind of, because we sing a lot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, we do sing. Yeah, that's that's cool. Do we do sing? Honestly, me, I, I don't. I have no idea. I I just go with the flow and whatever, whatever comes out. It's just it is. It's there. Chris thinks we're Metallica. <laughs> no, I do not. Depending on how he's feeling, he could bust out Enter Sandman at any time. Stop the bottom. Nice. nice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, so you guys have a new album, uh, it's As Well, uh, which I thought was awesome. Um, one of my favorite tracks on there is, um, oh shit, I'm blanking out, but I made notes, hold on. Um, Promise to Keep, and then the other one is uh, No One. I was wondering, what are each of your favorite songs and why? Let's start with Chris. Oh, me. Uh, you know what? Uh, obviously those are like the two singles that we released. Um, my, it's, it's a tie. So it's either no one nowhere or, um, room the bloom. Um, 
No One Nowhere is the first song we had Steve sing on like completely. Uh, so I think that was really cool and opened the door for Steve to sing a little bit more. And uh, I like Room to Bloom a lot because it's very poppy. And like, I felt like maybe we could get like a Beach Boys kind of thing going a little bit. But uh, I, I, I love I love all types of stuff. But those are my two favorite for sure. What's interesting, um, and those are my two favorites as well, um, the ones that Chris just mentioned, and they're both uh, quarantine songs. So I oh. wrote uh, um, No One uh, by myself in my basement um, during quarantine with nothing else to do. And then Alan wrote uh, uh, Rim to Bloom. Oh, cool. Himself in his basement, assuming. Was, was it in the basement or did you write that upstairs, Al? Rim to Bloom? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the poppy one. Uh, that I don't. I think it was. Uh, it was a Rim to Bloom, was it? Oh, so that's Thunder Rat. Thunder Rat. That's what you, oh. you would know it as. That'd be. Oh, gotcha. I'm already ruining this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, then it's it was okay. written in the basement. Well, it's funny because it was, it was yeah. in the basement yeah, for yeah. sure. I wrote that in the basement. It's confusing because of the play names, and it's like every band knows it. You yeah. have play names for all your songs, and you're like, okay, am I talking about this song slash this song, or am I talking? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and we yeah. know them by the play names more than we know them by the real names. <laughs> for seri- dead well, serious, dead like, But yeah, oh, I forgot because like that's always like a oh that that feels like a record vibe. It feels like this flows. Okay, these will be the names. But then, like, nobody's going to ever understand, like, how, like, like I said, that one's called Thunder Rat. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Silly we can put on it to remember it next time we want to play it. I think um, I know the names of, like, two of our songs we've ever written. And we've been playing together since, what, 2010? Yeah, 2009, 2010. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, Alan, how about you? What are your favorite songs? Yeah, uh, I, I like Rim to Bloom a lot because I think it's just like really upbeat. It's just like quick and it's over. Um, and then Promise to Keep probably. It's just super fun. It's got like a fun feel to it. I kind of want to pick them all. Like, <laughs> you know, because and I kind of want I almost want to say that too because, you know, we shaved them down. We had more songs than this. It was going to be more. And we, yeah. we did kind of pick the best. Um, yeah. But those two are pretty, pretty strong to me. Yeah. But uh, there, there actually, there were more. (laughs) That's good. That's good to have some in the hopper. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Always. Always. I feel like yeah. There's there's some that've been back there for like what ten years. You're just every once in a while. You're like, I think I know how I want to use this stupid riff now. (laughs) Like never fit anywhere. (laughs) So Jeremy, what what are your picks? Uh, Mine would be no one nowhere because uh. The, the first summer we were painting the house, uh, Steve had sent that. And like me and Chris, while we were painting the house, we couldn't stop singing it. The whole time we were like, we have to put out this song. <laughs> yeah. We like, we 100% have to do it for real. And uh, honestly, uh, probably Tomb. Tomb is like one of my favorites. It's like, I don't know, the end gives me just like really big Weezer vibes and that was something that I was like super into when we were writing that cool that was the first cosmic song we wrote yep the very first oh seriously mm-hmm. so yeah. that's a good segue so like it sounds like you guys have been together for a while like how did the band come to be oh boy you know what it's funny as I was thinking 
all day about that question because I knew it would come <laughs> up. It's a long story. I mean, Jeremy and I, we've been, you know, we've known each other for 22 years. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, I mean, the origin of like the bands, I guess, would start with Jeremy and I just jamming in the garage. I was, I don't know, 12. <laughs> Jeremy, you were like 15 or 16. Yeah, you were like 13. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, I mean, we played forever. We would just sit and learn as many covers as we could. Basically, whatever we could do to make our dads think we were cool. <laughs> Awesome. Which would uh, be a bunch and, of and did, they, did they think you were cool? No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's something uh, when kids are playing that. I don't think they necessarily. Uh, your, yeah. your parents actually go, "Oh yeah, you're fucking awesome." I mean, maybe Billy Strings' dad did, but that's it. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> the only guy ever. My dad was like, "Get down." <laughs> it still sucks. Um. Yeah. So I mean, Jeremy and I started jamming years ago. So and then Steve and I. Steve, Alan, and I, we all went to school together. So I knew Jeremy. So I think one of our early bands, we, we needed a bass player. And I had Alan in a class. And Alan was in the music. And uh, he mainly played drums at the time. So I told him, you know, we needed a bass player. And he was a fan of our old band back in the day. So Alan got along really, like, from the jump. So, um, and we knew Steve in high school. Actually, we knew Steve since, what, elementary school? Yeah, we, we went to elementary school together. Oh, Christmas. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Somebody else want to say something? <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah. So so the names of these bands, we had Our False Heroes, which was Chris, uh, Jeremy, and Alan. Uh, then we joined a band. I joined a band and became Living Like Ghosts from that. Um, Alan and I went off, did another thing for a while. Chris did another thing for a bit. And then once... Uh, we all decided, hey, we're old and we want to write music more, play more music, uh, and do it kind of as a, uh, you know, just like a, a hobby, right? Um, right. He That's formed cool. Cosmic Sands, and that was probably 20, was it like 2016, 2017? Yeah. No, I thought it was Maybe before that. Look at before your Instagram. That. You have an Instagram post. Look at your Instagram. Yeah, it's from like <laughs> uh, 2013. Like 2013, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 2013. Well, it took us like four years to put out a record. <laughs> and then uh, 2020 happened, which obviously just like time doesn't exist during that. Um, right. Now we're on our second record and we're uh, uh, kind of in overdrive looking to put out another EP here pretty soon. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Very cool. And um, did, you know, well, what was I going to say? Oh, so the second album, you've got some more stuff coming out, but um, had you guys been playing out before? like uh, live or is that more of a new thing for you guys it's more of like a new thing i think we stopped just because of like the whole covid thing i mean obviously yeah or that i mean we all just have so much going on like and me at one time i was in like three bands <laughs> and it makes it hard to gig but i mean these guys I've, I've played with the longest they are this my this is my my baby <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's so much like we're we're super busy. It's just like it's like a push and pull thing. It's like, hey, we're gonna yeah. work on you know writing songs, then we're gonna record. And I feel like we're we're bad multitaskers, where it's like we're either one hundred percent writing or one hundred percent working on a record, or like playing like three shows and like you know doing everything we can around those shows. Um, so playing <laughs> out is kind of new for this group, but we all you know we all want to, we all like it. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Well, that's good because I missed uh, 
uh, both the shows that were not too long ago. So I'm hoping that there'll be more. Oh, there'll definitely be more for sure. Yeah, we certainly hope. Yeah, that kind of like is the itch we want to scratch, excellent. kind of the most. Excellent, excellent. So, um, that's something that I like to ask, uh, you know, uh, just to get a feel for where you guys are at, is um, what was the very first album that you ever bought, Chris? Uh, it is Eiffel sixty five. Oh. Uh, when Blue Daba D came out, I bought that album. And you know what's funny is um, I think I was 10, 11, 12. No, I was like 12. It came out when I was in sixth grade. And like, it's so funny when I met Jeremy. Jeremy knew that album. And he was he's the only one that <laughs> knew all these songs that I only knew at the time. And I thought it was so cool. But yeah, I put 65. <laughs> yeah there's more hits on that album than that one <laughs> awesome uh alan how about you yeah i'm thinking about it and probably the first one that i actually just went in a store and bought it it was either it was either some 41 all a killer no filler or it was uh it was blink 182 take off your pants and jacket just like the first one that i bought that wasn't like given to me nice nice awesome yeah <laughs> steven how about you oh man um so i was at i, I want to say best buy uh with my parents and i walked up with uh nirvana greatest hits and my mom looked at the back of it and she's like you're not buying this like <laughs> there's no way you can't have their nirvana record so she's like you can get two others but they can't have parental advisory on them oh. uh so i came back and i bought um pod and the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I listened to for a long time. Awesome. The Shrek soundtrack. That would be fantastic. It's yeah. a banger, guys. Like, yeah. was, was, it all, was it all Smash Mouth? No. I mean, there is Smash Mouth, but. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and Jeremy, how about you? I, I can't remember what um, you said before. <laughs> my my. First, that I think I like. Well, now that Al said, like, went in and you know bought a record. Um, I, I can't even remember the exact name. I think it's Three Eleven, like Sound System or something like that. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's something that came out. I was super, super into that. Super awesome. Three Eleven. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Paul, how about how about you? What was your first album? Uh, I believe it was Blink One Eight Two Dude Ranch. Nice. That Very was nice. my that was my first one. I got him with my own money. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I was just listening to that album on the way home from work. It was such, such a different drummer. He was great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Kenny G. Do you do you have a favorite album or a first album? Kenny, you there? Oh, Kenny's silent. How about Hannah? Better, he said, "Better life, oh. three doors down." Oh, very cool! Okay. There we go, three doors down. Awesome. Change my I life. Think, I think my I bought... first purchase was in sync. Oh, all right, <laughs> <laughs> excellent. <laughs> uh, Jay Witt, how about you? Oh, no, Jay Witt. Oh, there he is. Uh -oh. Probably three days grace. First album. All right. Very nice. All right. Yeah. You guys are all in about the same uh, time frames. And Gregory, how about you, man? Oh, Greg. I wish it made like little little keyboard sounds. Yeah. 
if they were typing up. You, you can make them. You just got to do it with your mouth because <laughs> yeah, just audio cancel if you don't. I, with my luck, I'll I'll touch something and then I'll shut down the whole chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So um, if you guys, uh, well, uh, I'm gonna hold that. Slipknot Iowa. Oh, what do you say? Right. Slipknot Iowa and oh, System of a Down. System of a Down toxicity. Oh, those are good. Nice. Too yeah. great. Too great. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. Right off yeah. the. Holy crap. I mean, yeah, that's like heavy, crazy shit to be, go- you know, for first albums. Oh, my God. I remember when was, Toxicity came out. That was great. <laughs> yeah, seven. He's just raging around the living room. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Still love Toxicity till this day. Yeah. I, every, I, song, every song. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that album, it was like, what in the hell? Who are these dudes? Yeah. <laughs> And then I saw him, I uh, can't remember if it was Ozfest or the fuck it was. It was at Pine Knob. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. They were good. We love Slip- System of a Down. Slipknot was scary. That was the only time I ever felt like in danger. In a same, same. I was front row. <laughs> they do the first, I was 15 when I saw them. The craziest show. I was, my brother, he's like four years older and a lot bigger than me. We were up front, dude. I got squashed. I thought I was going to die. Thirty seconds in, I had to leave. I had to get out. So it was too the, much. That's exactly. I mean, I was being lifted off my feet. There were so many people, and I was losing my feet. I'm like, if I fucking fall down, I'm going to be killed. So I got the fuck out of there. I'm like, oh, okay. it was awful. I mean, they were great, but like up <laughs> yeah. front, I was just, oh man, awful. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the only only time in the pit. That's terrifying. Afraid. Yeah, that was crazy. How like that during a ranted concert that's because somebody got dropped on my head though <laughs> oh <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the crowd it was just pure weight yeah yeah on my well, head <laughs> yeah and then you worry about like a broken neck or something it's like oh jesus yeah. christ no not here please rancid was great yeah awesome well let's go into that uh what was the your uh i usually ask what your first concert was but how about your favorite concert and if you know i know it's hard to do one so maybe you can throw out two. Jeremy. Okay. Wow. Um, that's a really, really hard one. <laughs> seen a lot of really, really good ones. If I had to rank, honestly, probably the, the, the best. I'll just say what sticks out to me is like performance. The best performance I've ever seen in my life was uh, actually at the Modern Exchange. Uh, Let Live. Really? Let Live played the Modern Exchange that, that ended up being, uh, what, Fever 333? Three, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Let Live, yeah, the, the dude from Let Live, Jason Butler, I'd never seen anybody perform like that in my life and sound that good. <laughs> I was like, how is he moving so much and sounds like he's standing still? <laughs> awesome. Do you remember when we I, took I, him I was to Pony Island? Show. And we talked at the same time, but I was at that show and it was crazy. <laughs> Insane. And, it, and Chris, you said you took him to. Yeah, Toronto? we took him to. A, I think we took him to a coin island after that show, right? Good. Yeah. We took yeah, him to and it, Just annoying. like that dude who was crazy as hell was, you know, the, calm, the very calm, cool, and collected guy at Leo's. <laughs> was it Leo's? <laughs> yeah. Nice. He ate like seven chili dogs, though. 
<laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, Stephen, how about you? What was your uh, um, favorite concerts or concert? Honestly, the one that sticks out to me, System of a Down, I was there to see the Deftones. It was at Pine Knob. Oh, um, nice. And like Deftones were, of course, amazing. I'm like, whatever, System of a Down, it'll be nostalgic. And they blew me away. Like just wow. the way that they sound um, is it's, it's crazy. Um, the other one, I was in California, not California, Colorado, kind of the same thing, but not yeah. even close. Um, <laughs> and I just wanted to see a show at Red Rock. So I just bought tickets to whatever oh. was on a Friday, like completely went in blind. And it was some... I'm like, oh, it's an EDM band, which I'm not really into electronic music, whatever. I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna check it out. Tickets weren't expensive. The band was big, gigantic, and they blew me away. Really? Wow. The show's in 3D, so you got your 3D glasses, all this <laughs> crazy video stuff happening. Everybody's high out of their minds. Um, but then there's just like a sax player and a drummer and a whole horn section, and people are, I don't know, it, it was totally unexpected in a cool environment, and uh, I would see them again any day. Awesome. That's super cool when you go to like just a random show and you're like blown away by the band. Um, I've always wanted to go to Red Rocks too. And that's, that's a great idea. Just oh, it's to beautiful. Buy tickets yeah. and go. Just, just whatever's there. Just because I, like, I don't know, bad shows. I don't think it booked there because it's too good <laughs> a place. So, right. Um, it's bound to be something good. Yeah. Uh, Chris. Um, uh, it's gotta be every time I die. Um, I think I, Alan, were you at the, that was the same show, right? Where we all went back in two. Uh, it could be a couple of different times of seeing so, them, but yeah. So anyways, I was yeah, really probably. into under oath. I was really into under oath at the time and they, it was under oath. Every time I die, poison the well and Maylene and the sons of disaster. And I've never heard of every time I die at the time. And I was just like, what in the fuck is going on, dude? <laughs> like, I think they came out with the big dirty at the time and they were the first band where I went out to just like buy them. Cause I saw them live and they dude, They're so, they are so unreal. It's, awesome. it's crazy. They were an amazing live band. I will say Yeah. If I had to pick a second it'd probably be them too. Nice. It's funny because I, I was kind of going to share the same story because we were at the Fillmore and we were like really big, like under oath fans at the time. It was probably like 2009 at the time. And, you know, every time I die, I played right before them. I'm like, show's over. Let's go home. <laughs> like, like that, that's just how it felt. I had never seen them before and they became like my favorite band to go watch. I saw them like 10 more times. Oh, shit. Awesome crazy so, so and that was yours that was yours as well alan that you're your number one I, honestly just as far as like a raw impact on me yeah that show was awesome awesome very cool mm -hmm. paul how about you what was your favorite concert uh protest protest the hero yeah at the majestic or magic stick whatever that that one is that was just amazing that was the first time that i had really just had you know just just shred, just straighten your face. And um, I had a chance to go, I was overseas for a couple of years and got to see him in Karlsruhe too oh, in cool. Germany. And that was, got to get to hang out with him a little bit, but that was just transformative for me and watching Luke play and all the tapping and shit. It was really cool. So nice. that's my, yeah, that's probably my favorite show. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kenny G, how about you, man? Type, type away, buddy. <laughs> But I kind of think it's cool. I, like everybody mentioned, like 
a maniac band like like, <laughs> like protest the hero they're they're crazy and they're they're their front man is absolutely maniacal um same thing system of a down they're they're the same vein yeah. every time i die i don't know maybe i, I said something about us <laughs> <laughs> hey guys uh how about, uh gregory how about you you guys can just throw your thing in into the Hello. chat and i can uh i can throw in i think we got kenny kenny's kenny was kenny? coming live i think Oh, Kenny, can you hear us? Oh, test. Oh, there you are. Gotcha. Kenny. Oh, hey. So, Kenny, what was your uh, favorite concert? Uh, at uh, the Norva in Norfolk, Virginia, I saw Periphery and Animals as Leaders. Oh. That was the most amazing show I've ever seen. Yeah, that would be pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. I love Animals as Leaders. Yeah, it's almost, um, you know, as a, well, uh, as a guitar player, you you go to shows like that and you you feel inspired, but then you also be like, "Fuck, I'm never gonna." Yeah, it's it's like that's never gonna ever happen. But you're inspired by it. You're like, "Oh, fuck, maybe if I practice a little bit more of that downward pick slanting and study the, you know, the whatever the fucking code is to fucking play that fast and accurate." <laughs> I feel that way though. Fifteen more minutes. <laughs> yeah i know there's like a million guys out there that see stuff like that and they're like oh like it makes me not want to play i've never really like understood that because when i see that stuff i'm like kind of makes me want to play more because i'm like all right i want to be like closer to that at least yeah yeah like when i saw earthless um you know isaiah mitchell that fucking guy it's yeah it was just it blew me away that dude and um uh, who's the other guy that i was just astounded by oh michael hedges um i don't know if you guys have listened to him at all that guy is just insane and he builds his own guitars so i see that's so cool <laughs> uh, uh, like your setup's good every time yeah. <laughs> uh let's see uh anybody else oh um your best friend at Bloodfest. oh that's what gregory's was yeah i don't know if they you were good them from around here they were your best friend they were amazing. They were for a long time. They held that top like best band I had ever seen, and they were just from Saginaw. Really? Yeah, they're just a bunch of Saginaw guys, and they were just the best performers I've ever seen. Still, probably maybe not my favorite band, but like people, they were a musician's band. If you were a musician and you watched them them perform and play, and and yeah heard their three-part harmonies while they're like riffing throwing the guitar behind them and playing piano like <laughs> it's that stuff where you're just like all right well i thought i was really good at what i did and i just realized <laughs> not drawing board let's try harder <laughs> uh gregory also said that hansen when he was six was awesome um and then... I've, I've seen hansen before and yeah that's that's real like I, I saw I just, them, I, not even that long ago, maybe like six years. Really? Yeah, Al, you're in a Hanson too. Uh yeah. I used to like Hanson when I was like a wee a wee lad. And <laughs> no, then, Alan, uh, don't know, be modest. I just have a respect for it. I don't like listen to Hanson. Ooh, the blue screen. <laughs> we just went and saw Hanson. <laughs> yeah, I tagged along with him yeah, and his girlfriend. We went and saw Hanson. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> yeah, uh, I sure then, did. Let's see. Uh, Jay Witz is uh, Silverstein. 
and Avenged Sevenfold um, back uh, with the Rev at Fillmore and Muse uh, at the Joe with Best Production. And then he's throwing in Cosmic Sands, of course. Uh, or he or she, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, um, she. And then honorable mention is Lordy. And Hannah threw in Lincoln Park and uh, POD and Hoobastank. I remember that band. Uh, open for them. Well, oh, yeah. I went to that show. Uh, Hoobastank. Yeah. Hoobastank. I'll, I'll never forget Hoobastank. We were at Denny's, and I think I was with all you guys. Um, <laughs> and Hoobastank had a Hooberito. <laughs> and I did not order it, but that just sticks with you. It's like that's a good band awful. name that a burrito was named after them. Yeah. I don't know why. I still don't understand why. I'm like, what? Do, what does Hoobastank have to do with Denny's? What are they? <laughs> did Did Denny slide them a couple hundred bucks? Right. Consume Hoobastank. I had no idea. This is new. They this had is a new whole information. Of, yeah, they were like doing all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> They were like getting away from the grand slam and they're just like, we need new marketing ideas. Oh man. And they love the name probably, you know, the yeah. Huber burrito. Oh. Some, some executive was walking around in this penthouse saying, Huba, Huba, that's <laughs> fun to say. That's well, fun to say. You know, they were probably playing to their audience because everybody that goes to Denny's is like three in the morning. They're all fucked up. Yeah. They're going no, to some show. <laughs> so they Mark- probably had a lot of Hoobastank fans going, man, I wish I could get a burrito here. God, I love late night rock. I wish I could have a burrito on my favorite breakfast spot. <laughs> oh man. Uh oh, and so Isabella had uh glass animals in London. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I went with a friend that loves them. I'm not a super avid listener, but I like them. I but they but we were in fourth road and fourth row and drunk out of our minds. It was so awesome. That's ten out of ten. Yeah. That's uh-huh. that's a perfect show right there. So you can put your hand on the stage. <laughs> it is kind of fun or if you get to get on stage you know do like some stage diving or something like that yeah it's good it's good times man um so fans with bands isn't just about me asking questions also for the fans so fans do you guys have any questions for the guys in cosmic sands anybody did you guys really want a hard physics question yes. no no. <laughs> um, I don't know why Steve said that. I read that and I said, now nah, everybody's going to know. What uh, how do you know that it's me posting? I mean. <laughs> I know. We're going to talk about physics. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. So, so, so what do you guys do for, what's your process for songwriting? I feel like every band should tell us that. <laughs> yes. How do you guys write songs? Yeah. What's your formula? I'd say that we, somebody always brings something somebody I mean I, I'm sure you guys have the same deal where it's like somebody will bring a little piece or a riff or something and maybe it'll just be a piece maybe they'll have like two or three parts and for us I think it always starts off with music it's very rare that we like come up with vocals Steve I mean I know some of the songs that like no one nowhere Steve wrote on his own and I don't know his whole process for that um, but I know as a band, that's normally how somebody just brings something and we just kind of bounce off each other. And then maybe somebody will write a verse and, and we'll just kind of share the song back and forth until we're all not sure what it is. I think a big part of it is we uh, like in this is we have all the studio gear, right? Jeremy runs a runs a recording studio. I, I have a bunch of equipment, too. We have like 
I don't know, way too much money worth of gear in the basement, all hooked up, ready to go. All we got to do is hit record. But every single time uh, we write like half of a song and somebody throws down their phone on the floor and we just hit record and we track that. And then we listen to it over and over and over again until we hate it. And then we mix it up uh, like next practice. And eventually that becomes a song. It sounds like brute forcing an idea into being an actual song every time. That's awesome. Sometimes it all just comes together though. Every great once in a while. Just everything will yeah, be there. If, if you have like one where we never re-record it and it's like, oh, wow, this this same version became like the, the song in the very end. Um, yeah, that's when it's easy. It's good. Yeah, it is a bunch of different ideas, though. It's not like one person's ideas and we're like, OK, I'll play that sometimes. Right. Sometimes it's like that, but not really. We really do all kind of like contribute we kind of all build on like something that somebody may have started with yeah it's chaotic it's a team effort a little bit yeah yeah it's chaotic chaotic. it's like it always comes out different that's why it comes out the way it does yeah i feel like as a writer like when you have all the same source material and all the same things that influence you like you're going to come out sounding like your influences but you filter that through a few other people and at the end of it, you're just like, oh, this doesn't sound like anybody. It just is something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh. what Steve said, we like another thing, too, is, yeah, we we don't I don't I feel like we don't think like we don't really like think too hard about like the song at the time of writing. Like we'll we'll do, you know, first course, first course, bridge, yeah. outro, whatever, record it. And then we'll come back to it another time because like, if you look at, we have, you know, we, we share a file of songs and we, I don't know how many songs we got and we'll just open up files and revisit stuff that we completely forgot about and be like, Oh dude, that's really cool. Like, because like we try not to like, we'll go back to these songs and then, then we'll get really detailed with them. So, um, like even is an interesting example. Um, promise to keep we wrote as an intro like to our set like just to play live and we would like open up with that no vocals no anything we would just kind of like ride that riff and then I think we did it so many times and we tried to turn it into a song like just I don't even know how many times there's so many different like audio recordings we have of that and then this, this last record like finally something clicked and we uh we wrote the rest of the thing awesome so I think a lot of the record clicked, honestly. A lot of it came together very easy compared. Well, to- even even uh, the last song, you know, that was a demo off of my phone from like 2015 <laughs> and we played it much slower. And then the day we recorded stuff, we said, hey, let's just add that. <laughs> so- yeah, we, we so, <laughs> so the last song of the, the record same thing was- over and over. Yeah, it was an old song and we were like, maybe we'll do something with it. Like, I, I don't know if we'll actually turn this into a song or not, or if we'll just have like an interlude. Um, so we just played it at the studio over and over and over again. And if you listen to the song, there's there's one thing happening the entire song. Like there's just a constant part. Um, so we just looped it and we thought we looped it for way too long. And then we kind of took that and pieced it into something uh, that was palatable and it's on the record. yeah. Nice. like oh what if we play the same thing the whole time what if we just keep switching up the melody what if we just keep adding like layers to make it interesting or things like that and it really like you said it was supposed to be like a drone part that we were just supposed to kind of end the record playing the same part so many times that you hate us 
end of it, we recorded it, and we were like, damn, we kind of wish we would have made it a little bit longer. <laughs> so do you guys ever, um, uh, like, you mentioned, like, having stuff from 2015 or whatever. Do you ever listen to something and go, how the fuck did we play that? All the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, usually the first 20 minutes of practice are me noodling, trying to remember my own parts. <laughs> like, yeah, just, yeah. Like, hey, could you turn down while you do that? <laughs> yeah, and everybody's just staring at me. Please, and I'm like, I can't hear it if it's any quieter. I'll say Steve and I are actually pretty good about remembering stuff from years ago. Like Steve will play a riff and I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, yeah, I got it. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, so Jeremy, you were talking about like um, influences and influencing sounds. So uh, for each of you, like, who was there a, per, a particular person, a musician, or a band that was most influential in wanting you, uh, you know, motivating you to want to play music and be in a band? Uh, start with Alan. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess I kind of alluded to earlier I, I bought that blink 182 cd i grew up listening to a lot of blink 182 i started playing a lot of their songs and just mimicking them for some reason <laughs> and that got me just like playing other like punk tunes i got into like ska tunes and just like wanting to be in in bands just in that respect i, I got into like learning like proper like music and stuff and all that too but it really just kind of all started there like cool. i just started learning those tunes somebody gave me like a stack of cds they're like here's buddha cheshire cat dude ranch i don't want these anymore i'm not <laughs> cool i'm like okay <laughs> so and then that's kind of where it all started for me just like kind of being in a like a scrappy like rock band cool yeah um, jeremy how about you for me uh Honestly, for a long time, it was Alexis on Fire. They were just my favorite band. I loved everything that they did. And like, like they were always constantly innovative to me. And like they never, they every record they put out, they wouldn't sound stale. Like I feel like a lot of people, they, they end up, you know, in time, you could tell they lose the magic. You know, and I feel like there's, there are very few bands and that always inspired me. Like certain bands like them, a lot for a long time is Thrice too. Bands that could just keep putting out like, lots of material and, and staying fresh still yeah yeah or hot water music <laughs> show us your tat jer oh yeah that's what i'm gonna say alexis on fire tattoo all right watch out nice. yeah, like my favorite record for like the longest time i was like i want to play guitar like that <laughs> chris the keyboard chris how about hmm. you Oh man. Um, I mean, I'm kind of like with Alan, I love Blink. Blink's like one of my favorite bands, but I, uh, I have an older brother and he started playing music obviously before me. So he was in the like Limp Bizkit and Corn, and he got like the family values video VHS. So like I got introduced to the whole like aspect of like being in a band is cool. So like <laughs> I was huge into Limp Bizkit too and Corn, And I thought that whole lifestyle, cause my brother was trying to do a band thing. And I mean, I was into that. And then once I came into my own and listening to the stuff I wanted to, it was definitely blink. Like Travis Barker is the, the shit and like still is. And like, just 
cool guy. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it was Limp Biscuit corn and then transition into like Blink-182. And yeah, that, that definitely got me going for sure. So awesome. And Steve. Yeah, um, definitely my dad. Um, so my, like my dad was in a band when he was like younger um, and they were a badass like hair metal band, like like sounds like Guns N' Roses and Van Halen and all that stuff. So nice. Uh, he really, you know, pushed me into music. Uh, I played trumpet all through high school, um, supported me through uh, a lot of all that when I decided to kind of, you know, fuck off and go uh, tour um, and <laughs> drop out of college um for a little bit you know i eventually came back and did that but uh they they let me uh do that and let me kind of do my thing live in a van for a while uh so yeah my my dad bought my first guitar um and really you know pushed me to, into music awesome what do you remember what band he was in is it uh, it was striker rock with a y <laughs> really nice. striker with a y and uh yeah um they they would get back together like uh for like reunions every once in a while and like they they didn't sell it out, but they would play like the Emerald Theater. Like all really? these like older people from like back in their high school days uh, nice. would come out and watch uh, this old uh, um, you know old rock band. Nice, very cool, awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. You know what? Do you know what like time frame that was? Oh, it was like I don't know a long time ago. Um, <laughs> time frame though, <laughs> he, he was like eighteen, so like Taylor's oh. high school oh, um, okay. back when that even existed. Nice. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. Um, Jay Witt had a question. Favorite venue you've played? Oh, man. Ever? Yeah, ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Token Lounge? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll start it, and maybe you guys got the same idea. But uh, the first time we ever toured as a group, um, Alan, you weren't there, but everybody else here was. Um, we oh. played this biker bar. Um, <laughs> I, I forget the name of it, but we showed up, and we were touring with another. It was like us in a metal band. And the show... Um, Old Glory. Old Glory, that was it. Um, yeah, it's a tattoo shop. I, th I think the show the day before was terrible. So we're like, kind of like our, our, or maybe it was the day. Yeah, it was the Amish show before. So we were in an yeah. Amish show the day we played, before. We played to no one. <laughs> Nobody was there. It was our first <laughs> tour. <laughs> yep. So there was like, there was just the bar owner there and like maybe two regulars uh, the day before. <laughs> we're, we're all kind of like bummed out. And then the next day we, we show up and it's a biker bar and a tattoo shop. And uh, we're like, what the hell is going on? Like this whole tour is going to be a nightmare, whatever. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're not going to make any money. And they showed up like awesome. there was like a hundred bikers in there. Um, we had no, they didn't know us. We didn't know them. It was, it was awkward at first. And then all of them were super into it. So awesome. we're like, you know, all nervous about this. And then uh, everyone's like front row, just like rocking out, drinking. And it was yeah. a great time. That's awesome. Oh yeah. So cool. Anybody else have any uh, favorites? We said Chris got the token. No, I always totally <laughs> kidding about the token. The token was like my first like real PA experience, but now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, I I, I don't have a favorite. You don't have a favorite? I love. I know it's crazy, but like the mom there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said the modern you sorry you're breaking up chris you're you're talking yeah about, but uh modern exchange yeah nice 
I mean, yeah, that, that's where this. a lot of us, like, I mean, my first show was at the Modern Exchange. I was playing drums um, with, with some random band in high school. But, like, that's where a lot of us, like, we really started playing out a lot and, you know, doing music a ton uh, was Southgate Modern Exchange. Southgate? See, I don't remember that venue at all. But We, we played the last show there. Oh, the Modern Exchange was a uh, super hub for for music for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. So just as far as a meaningful men, a venue if if it's just meaningful yeah ultimate meaningful venue it would be the modern exchange but like favorite venues i i've got one sprinkled all over the place for sure but it would be the modern exchange alley cats <laughs> oh, virginia alley cats in uh richmond virginia was that like, place closed a long time ago yeah, yeah. that used to be my favorite venue for a long time just because that was like i think the first time that we ever had a mix where I like heard everything on stage and I was singing and I, I could hear the harmonies. I could hear all the little guitars. I'm like, everything has room and I can hear it through this little speaker. Somehow we played at this place in Richmond, Virginia, where I don't know how we're playing at this place. Cause it's like where under oath was playing where, when they were coming through at the time, that's how I found out. I was like, I like under oath. Let me call where they're playing. We play at this place. The AC's out. It's like 115 degrees, and nobody's oh there. And we <laughs> play at like so five hot. o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it was the place was empty. It was crazy. <laughs> and they're closed. Oh yeah. my god! We sounded great. <laughs> we did. We had a video of it somewhere. Yeah. Damn it! Damn it! Yeah. Oh my god. No doors on any of the stalls in the bathrooms on that. That is. Oh yeah, that's like oh, a hard no, time. No, it's good. It's welcoming. At yeah. least, at least hundred degrees in that bathroom. <laughs> I'm gonna watch you shit. Say, <laughs> I had a miserable experience there, but all that over. place sounded amazing though. Amazing, amazing. Like, <laughs> that's very, awesome. Yeah. Some so, if you, definitely like, cool yeah. thinking about the old venues though. Awesome. Yeah. All time favorite. And that was he, Chris slept on the street and just in the middle. It was so hot. I slept outside <laughs> on some random gr- I don't even know. I don't even know. I this is like I a Richmond, Virginia college town. <laughs> and awesome. he's sleeping outside on the cement, no blanket, no nothing. People are walking past him and he's just like curled up. <laughs> It was like 110 degrees outside. Not even days. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I forgot uh, all about that. Lived. I will never forget about that. Opening that van door and be like, where's Chris? Outside? <laughs> this is not the best neighborhood to just be sleeping Steve, outside. Steve, didn't you sleep on top of the van one night? Or am I imagining yeah, in, that? In, in Georgia. I yeah, okay. That's in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Different story, 113. 130 degrees in the van. We had flannel sheets. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. We were god. not prepared. We were we were young bucks. Oh my yeah. god. What a uh, sweat box. Oh, Those yeah. are the best stories though. <laughs> That's awesome. We uh, need to get back out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you on the road. Yeah. <laughs> Like down in Arizona when it's 120 degrees. Sorry, how's my bills? So, any other fan questions? And while while I have one, oh, go for it. 
if you could pick a band member, living or dead, to play a show with, who would it be? Nice. Living or dead? Oh. <laughs> Anybody want to go first? How about Kenny G? So, so like, are are they are they joining our band? Is that what's happening here? Yeah, they're gonna perform with you on a set. Cool. Let me think about it. Stevie Ray. Oh, it's Staley. Stevie oh, Ray, because he would just be able to riff over all of our stuff and make us feel like crap. <laughs> Mm. Anybody else? I mean, I would love to see him. He's just going to take his flugelhorn and just just rip some jazz over us. Who? Yeah, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Kenny G. That's what we're doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'd say uh, Eddie Van Halen. Like I got into Van Halen like late, like mid twenties. I like listened to 1984 and 5150 nonstop for six months straight, and like. Oh, Never got to see him. Wish I could, but yep. To- yeah, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, he would be cool to have in the band. That'd be awesome. I would cry. I mean, I I play with Mike, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's close enough, right? Sometimes, man. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. It's nuts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep it simple back here. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Greg's Gregory's got a question. Uh, any new material soon? So, like, how soon for the next batch of stuff? You just did one, but oh, we're so bad at that. So um, we have no idea. No clue. We're working on stuff, though. I mean, it's always like after we we release something, we're like, all right, let's let's get ready for some gigs and let's be on to the next. Yeah. So our, our yeah, new. This... Oh, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I, I think our new approach to that is um, we're going to put out smaller batches of songs instead of like doing like a giant EP or I guess a giant or like a record or anything like that. Right. Uh, we want to put out more singles and, you know, just maybe like two or three songs at a time because um, I don't know, it's, it's just better to consume that way. And it's uh, it's easier for us. I think it's easier for everybody. So, right. Um, I mean, if you're not like ripping physical material, you might as well if you've got it. Exactly. It's ready. Yeah, it, it, it's ready. Cool. We got a couple songs like almost ready to go. So yeah. I, I wish I could tell you when. <laughs> yeah, I, I think sooner um, rather than uh, like it's not going to be like a year down the line like we usually do. Yeah. All right. We're just doing three songs. Well, yeah, we, we want to keep playing I mean, out though, too. As well, it's supposed to be 10 songs and we cut three of those and we're going to hopefully move those to the next EP or whatever we do. Well, there you go. We'll Thanks. see. They'll be ready to go soon. Less than a year. Less than <laughs> a year. Okay, good. There, Quote we, go. It. there we go. Quote yeah. It. it won't be like the finale, guys. I'm going to bash on those dudes. Because um, <laughs> they've been talking about that an album for it's their first album, but it's forever and a day. And so if they're listening, get it done. Get it um, done. <laughs> uh, Do the best you can, guys. It's hard out here. What, what what was the best Christmas gift you got this year? Oh, I'll show you. Ooh. Oh, show tell. oh boy. Alan, how about you? Oh, gosh, I can't even remember. What did I get? <laughs> uh, he's about to tell it for everybody. Yeah, I, 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 think, oh. I, think, I think Chris will have the answer. Seriously? Yeah. You got it on vinyl now? 
just is, just is for the on... members though. Oh yeah, it's just a small, small batch. <sighs> that's the cr- I know. That, that's cruel to show. Cruel. I know. <laughs> right here on the show. I don't even, I don't even have mine yet. So. Oh man. That's awesome. So I, I'm curious about that. Like, um, how many did you like? How did you press just five? Yeah. So it's a lathe cut. Um, so uh, you could do small batches yeah. for uh, like like that reason. But yeah, yeah, the art looks really good. And yeah, uh, it's it's cool. It's like a little collector's thing. It is. It's super yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be awesome. So, oh, yeah. so I'm gonna guess that's everyone's favorite gift, or does anybody else have anything? Uh, mine's just the love that I get. Yeah, really <laughs> <laughs> awesome, <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy. You are the best one. Yeah. Oh Aww. yeah. My okay. life is like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Uh, Hannah said I was going to leave if they said anything else. Oh, so there you go. So cool. Hannah's happy about that one. You do. Yeah. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for being on Fans with Bands. I've got two last questions. The first one is pineapple or no pineapple on pizza, Stephen? Pineapple. Pineapple. Chris? Pineapple. Alan? Pineapple. Jeremy? It's not my first choice, but I don't mind it being on there. <laughs> oh, awesome. So, way to defer. Uh, Paul. Not much, guy. <laughs> Paul, how about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Let's go, Paul. <laughs> uh, Jay Witt is no longer. Jay Witt is no longer a fan because of this. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny G says, absolutely not. Uh, let's see. Annalise, uh, they're going to lose me if they say no pineapple. Oh, so she's definitely into the pineapple. And go Greg. Pineapple. And after that, Jeremy and I aren't boys. So you've lost Greg. You've lost to be all the time. <laughs> Hannah's 100% into pineapple. Um, and how, we didn't hear from Eric. Eric's iPhone. Uh-oh. Oh. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll Second go. question is Die Hard a Christmas movie, Jeremy. Every single time. <laughs> Steven. I've never seen it. What? What? Are wow. you serious? Not kidding. For some reason, I've never seen it. How the fuck can this be? Watch it. Wow. Next Christmas. Wait till next Christmas. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Don't do it now. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Alan's, it, it is, Chris? Spoiler alert, it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Paul, what do you think? Ab- absolutely. It's a must-see. Nice. It's a must-see. We'll see. What, oh, Jay Witz, what the fuck, guys? See, so, and oh, Gregory's never seen it either. This is oh, man. we're just gonna have to get together, man. And yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to like cuddle up. Yeah, die hard, die hard. pajamas, die hard. Well, let me we're tell you, bathroom moments. <laughs> Michael, watch it right now. Yeah. yeah, well, and add into the mix for holiday movies, um, Violent Night. Oh, I heard it was good. It is fantastic. I'll have to put that on right after this. Yeah, you you think it's going to be like the stupid ass, like over the top, and it is. There's over to the the top violence, but it's a really good story, and it's sort of like Home Alone and Die Hard mixed together with Santa Claus, who used to be a Nordic, um, 
like a Viking that would had a hammer. So that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That sounds silly. I love it. <laughs> it is awesome. Well guys, thanks again for being on fans with bands. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate it, Chuck. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Looking forward to um, the new music and um, hopefully see you guys playing live. That'd be awesome. Right yeah. on, man. All right. Bye. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Jeremy, Stephen, Chris, Alan, Paul, Hannah, Kenny G, and Jay for joining me on this episode of Family Bands. It was great fun to talk to the guys at Cosmic Saints about how they came together and their music. The new album, called As Well, is out now. Showcase powerful songwriting, great hooks, and a superb performance. You're going to want to go pick up a copy over on Bandcamp. Stay tuned to the Cosmic Sands Facebook page for the latest info. And see the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industry, such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the This is a